Women Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Linda Crater celebrate the thoughts and opinions of magnetic, spirited, and influential women. Each week, bold, brilliant women spark vigorous conversations on the complexities of life, love, and happiness. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Crater. Welcome to Dynamic Women Talk Radio. I'm Linda Crater, and Sandra Beck is off today. Our topic of our roundtable discussion today is on discretion, and we are joined by three magnificent women, Stephanie Dumont from San Diego, California, Angela Breidenbach from Montana. Montana. <laughs> I, I said it wrong the last I have to make sure I get that right. And Lou Paget from Los Angeles, California. And it's interesting because I think we hear more about indiscretions than discretions. And so you may want to subtitle this, you know, caution, consideration, prudence, tact, pick your word. But I, I think it's really interesting when you take apart this concept and what it means to each of us, because certainly the news is filled with, quote, indiscretions and not very careful behavior. And the definition is, is twofold. One is a choice, you know, the right to make a choice based on judgment, on your discretion. And another one is careful behavior, the ability to behave without causing embarrassment or attracting too much attention, especially by keeping information secret which I, I find this really fascinating. So to me, discretion means the discernment to know when to speak and when to not speak mm. because it's risky if you take the wrong road. Lou, let's go to you first. Well, you know, when you, we look at that, <clears throat> we're actually, in my mind, being given two sort of polarized mm -hmm. definitions of what discretion is. Mm -hmm. Anytime, I mean, anytime you give someone the free will <laughs> to mm -hmm. a discretion to make their uh, sort of like have their own opinion about something, that means they're just, they are off the leash. Mm -hmm. And there are times when people say, well, in my discretion, at <laughs> your discretion. It's right? risky. I mean, that is like, you could do anything with that. <laughs> Now, if we think of someone wanting to, you know, be discreet, which is we kind of got the Victorian thing going on there. Right. That, you know, you, you are discreet. You don't say things that you know. <laughs> you, you, right. keep, you keep things stamped down. But I think that we can look at discretion as being a word that could swing either way for people. Because if they think that they have the permission Mm -hmm. to, to be about their discretion, that's, that's them making their own judgment call, not, ha not a social, you know, um, attitude or a social, you know, this is how you should be doing things. This is totally up to them. Bang, I'm passing it on. <laughs> you know, I, I, I agree with you. And I think that um, we do have to know uh, when to speak and we also have to know when to act. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's this, like you said, this is very, very touchy. Discretion is, is different for everyone. And so I think that's a really important part of it because, you know, whoever we're dealing with, it's important for us to understand what they know about a subject. So I often ask people, you know, what does this mean to you? 
for example, because, you know, we all assume we have the same definition of something and then we just apply it to life that way. And so I like to kind of assume that we don't know what something means like discretion. Um, we don't always know, you know, when or, or how to do something. And, um, you know, for me, if I'm not sure, you know, I feel safest being quiet, you know, and I, I'm a very outgoing person. And so it's kind of funny because if I'm in a group of people and, and I'm being discreet, I get really quiet. And then mm -hmm. it's so funny because it's like, then it's like all eyes on me. Cause, cause <laughs> I don't have, I don't have a very good poker face. And you so they're tell. like, I have a tell, I have a tell face and my standards in regards to discretion and confidentiality are extremely high. I'm a, you know, executive coach and uh, a mastermind facilitator, and and I just have really high standards. I learned it, um, you know, in college and when I was studying coaching at the university. And so I, I try to teach that. But you have to kind of gauge what somebody else's definition is. Do you do you guys agree? <clears throat> There's no question on that. No question. Um, Don't you I, think that there has to be a level of trust? Yeah. I'd love to speak to that for a second. Go ahead. <laughs> This is Angie, and it's like you're sitting down at coffee with a friend, and I get asked all the time, well, what is what is Christian romance? What's inspirational romance? Or, or the bigger question, why do you even write romance? Isn't it all the same? And the mm -hmm. storylines, you know, they may seem the same because you have to hit plot points, but let's talk about if you're sitting down at coffee with a friend, and you're going to share how you met your husband or wife or whatever, and... <laughs> You're sitting there talking over coffee and you're in a coffee shop. You're going to measure the words you say. Mm -hmm. But there's no time at any time in my life where a friend or an acquaintance has said, how did you meet your husband? And I not only went into detail about how I met him, but then I walked them into my bedroom door and said, then this is how all that takes place. So to <laughs> me... <laughs> no. So to me, it, discretion is I can share with you parts of my story, uh, whether it's parts of my romance or parts of my life or even parts of my health or my experience. But it doesn't mean I have to give you every single nitty gritty detail. Right. And, and yes. you, my friend over coffee, don't deserve every nitty gritty detail like we do with our politicians and our actors and actresses where we have to play out every single thing that's happened, not only in their lives, not only in their courts, but behind their bedroom doors. That's Discretion so is not sharing every little detail. Well, don't you think though that sometimes, and, and Lou brought this up, these polarizing definitions, if mm -hmm. someone says, well, I'm going to tell you this and I'm expecting you to use your own discretion right. wink yeah. wink that can be used the opposite way of what you're intending or the way you are intending mm -hmm. did that did that make sense well yes. you're talking about subtext yes you know, you're talking said about the writer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well but what's being two writers being said yeah. versus what is being inferred right yes very right. good right this is this is lou and i when I was thinking about this subject, and um, Angie, I also write, and my area is flat-out sex. There you <laughs> so, go. Oh, baby. But the reason I can talk about it, I have complete discretion because it's not about me. 
No. And they're very good books, ladies. <laughs> wow. But what but you're I, not gonna you're not gonna sit over coffee, are you, and tell your your friend or your acquaintance about your own personal sex life behind your own personal bedroom door? No, not at all. Mm-mm. No, it's not about her. What I that's my point. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm. I'm. Uh, we're on the. You know, we're in the same canoe on this one. Um, <laughs> when I look at, the, and the reason that I did it this way is because the information coming specifically only from one person, mm-hmm. meaning if I were to talk only about myself, they don't want to know what I'm doing. They want to know how the information can help them. That's and so right. I, when I do it and when I started looking into the research and started, you know, with, you know, the first of my five books, I wanted to have the information go in easily, mm-hmm. seamlessly. So it was about them. As an example, they're, my books are illustrated and they're step-by-step on particular techniques. So for the first three books, to be discreet, what I did is I did line drawings. So it wasn't a picture of a human body. So it wasn't, and people could go, oh, I can relate to that because it wasn't something. It wasn't really, graphic. Right, and it wasn't. Polarizing. It wasn't salacious. It wasn't on, right. on doing it to cause titillation. It's doing it to help somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Step by step. But if I was, when I was thinking about discretion, I think one area that we've seen all kinds of things that are in your own discretion uh-huh. is fashion. Is what? Fashion. That's true. Oh, fashion. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember hearing this one guy, he made this comment about, well, this year now, um, the look that's coming in is it's going to be a longer short because women just don't want to wear the short shorts. Well, no kidding, they don't want to wear them. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason they don't is that they're not. They, and unless you're like a 16-year-old with you know the perfect 16-year-old right. body, don't do it. But that's what I look at what people will do because in their own discretion is often also about how can I get attention? Oh, right. Uh, well, you say fashion. Do you remember years and years ago, decades ago now, Cher was very outrageous in her costumes. Uh-huh. And, you know, J-Lo and her double-sided tape and wardrobe malfunctions galore over the years. You're right. There's been a lot of indiscretions based on fashion. But it's in their discretion. Yes, it is. It's- but do we want to see this? I mean, in many ways, somebody's no. making the choice about what we see, and yeah. I'll turn it off if I'm yeah. not interested. I'm, I'm not a Kardashian fan, for example. Um, oh. I'm not into shock stuff. And yeah. I think, no, thank you. I, I, I don't choose to spend my time watching that kind of thing. But there's a huge market for it. Right. Sure. I think we're training our, our youth to be raised up that that is not only an expectation for their own behavior because they're role modeling off of people who are indiscreet in their mm-hmm. fashion, mm-hmm. but we're also saying that this is self-expression and it's accepted and it, it's not, it's not. And they're saying, well, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> do you funny. think though, and we're going on a break um, yeah. and we can talk about it after the break, but do you think there is less practice of discretion today? Than in the past. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. yeah. And is it mostly because of social media or is it because of dropping social mores? 
I think it's probably social mores and social media. I think it's both myself, but we can talk about it in detail after the break. I want to make sure that you all know where you can find out more information about these amazing guests. You go to dynamicwomentalkradio.com and it says meet our guests and you can find out more about Stephanie Dumont, Angela Breidenbach, Lou Paget, and I'm Linda Crater. And we'll be back right after these short breaks. Again, that's dynamicwomentalkradio.com. We'll be right back. And we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Does your attitude need a lift? Does your mood need a boost? Well then, it's time for a good workout. Exercise is a remedy for a bad mood, like aspirin is for a headache. Weight Watchers reports that exercise decreases the body's levels of cortisol, which is a stress hormone and contributes to depression. The endorphins that you produce when you exercise can lift your spirits and put you in a good mood. Exercise can act as an antidepressant drug because it produces feel-good neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin. Let the benefits of exercise give you a lift and put you in a good mood. I think it's safe to say we all would appreciate it. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear more fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Welcome back. We are talking about the practice of discretion. Is there less of it now than there was in the past? And I'd like to hear everybody's opinions. Stephanie. Yeah, I definitely think there is much less discretion than there was before. And I mean, you know, look what's happening in our country. Uh, it's do it's, I have to right you but I mean let's just say that I mean I you know I look at my my millennials growing up and my teens and I just think wow I mean the world is changing so radically and yeah I think it's attributed to like you said less of of the social more and and also less of the practice of discretion because it, it's become like somewhat popular or somewhat cool to like expose someone now. Um, I mean, I don't think that way, but I mean, it's being played out, you know, in every facet around our country. And so we're having to, I'm having to say to my kids, kids, I know this is happening with your president and these people, but this is really not supposed to, how to you know, you're not supposed to do it this way. This is not how it's done. And so it's, it's like, it's embarrassing. I mean, to say the least, but I, I, we, we are moving further and further away, I think, from discretion, and, and we need to be, you know, like, have a comeback. We, we need to bring it back. So I'll ask this of Angie, then what is the price of indiscretion? Um, notoriety. And the sadness is that that's what people think is going to make them famous and make them happy because everybody's going to know who you are. But the reality is notoriety has so many negative uh, situations. I, I look at people who have, you know, they've always published things like divorces and papers and things like that yeah. in the legal columns. But when you look at um, somebody who is 
getting a divorce and it gets big and broad and everybody knows what's going on and somebody goes on social media and starts airing their dirty laundry on social media or they decide that they're going to do defamation against you, there's not a way to really deal with that in the legal system any longer because it becomes this he said, she said thing. And so Uh not only is your reputation destroyed, your sense of safety, your sense of self, and it all of it is destroyed and your relationships are destroyed because of this public arguing that goes on. Mm-hmm. It's humiliating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, this is Lou, and I, you know, when you ask the question, Linda, about the practice of discretion, mm-hmm. I think what we have to look at is there will, I, I talked about this in yesterday's interview, we have it sort of like the manners and everything has sort of swung so far to one side, they're likely going to be coming back to another center. But when, if you think of how most people learn about things, it is because of the peer groups and who they are socializing with. And when we know that the human brain does not finish developing its true ability to be judgmental, to, to do judgment and to make value judgment calls until approximately age 24. Mm-hmm. And then you are giving a 10 year old a phone that has enough technology on it that it, uh, can, you know, yes. uh, buildings. So we have them learning around their peers like this. And mm-hmm. when, and if someone is doing something, it's like, Oh, well, it's okay if I do it too. Well, right. no, not no. actually. Mm-hmm. And I've had parents say to me, what can I do if, you know, this boy has been badgering my daughter? And often the parents don't know about it. Right. Um, and I'm saying, you can only talk to so-and-so and you have to dress this way and I want you to send me a picture of this. And they are so linked into wanting to be part of, not using LinkedIn, but they are so yeah. enmeshed. And I think when we look at, there needs to be, more role models around them. We have technology that has basically put a line in the sand between adults talking to children or to teens. You don't see, you rarely see that interplay. And I I think we've got the practice of discretion. The price of indiscretion is, thanks to social media, it's there for the rest of your life. Exactly. And I think some of them feel very safe with these uh, temporary apps. So WhatsApp, Snapchat, things that, quote, disappear, but Mm -hmm. nothing ever disappears (laughs) off the Internet. Not fully. No, I mean, you can have someone's going to send you a picture. What is to stop someone else from taking another phone and going click when that picture's there? You know, X number of seconds, but it's on someone else's phone. Well, right. and, and we're now seeing a much higher rate of suicide in, among yes. young and yeah. be, because of these indiscretions. And I don't yeah. know who thought sexting was a good idea. And Anthony Weiner clearly didn't benefit Jeez. from it. But, you know, these are the kinds of things that social media communications, it runs everywhere. So mm-hmm. even think about business correspondence. If you're very unhappy with someone and you send a snarky email, you don't know where it's going to go. No. Email, even when you try to write it meaning something uh, different, right. we don't realize how poorly it can come off accidentally. 
And mm -hmm. I mean, I, I lost a friend uh, when I emailed over. He, he had emailed something that really threw me. And I emailed back my response, and that friend never spoke to me again. Oh, no. And the reality was I took what he had said in the email very differently, so my response yeah. back. And, and, it and, I, and in all of it, if I look back on it, it all seems very, very innocuous, nothing. But it was, what did that mean to that other human being on the other side of it? And they misunderstood I misunderstood his message, he misunderstood my message, and that was it. That's because we're That's humans, it. and we put it through right. whatever filter we are seeing in our own lives at that time. Yeah. Right. You know, you brought a really good point up. We talked earlier about trust, mm -hmm. and, you know, discretion really has to do with honesty, like really, like completely and, and open honesty and face-to-face uh, -face interactions and talking to someone on the phone. I remember when I used to have, you know, like uh, I, when I got in a fight with my mother and my mother would send me this long email and, you know, I couldn't <laughs> tell what her tone was. I had right. no idea what she was referring to. And I'd be like, mom, this is not what this is used for. You know, we're not supposed to, we're supposed to be talking this out. I'm supposed to be hearing right. your voice or, or seeing your face. And, and so I can truly understand what's important to you about it. And so, you know, we're, we're not, we're, we've lost that. You know, so that's with, interesting though, that your mother wrote that. So did you pick up the phone? I did. Good for you. I picked up the phone and I called her and I just said, mom, this is not, you know, she didn't like confrontation or conflict. Ah. And, Okay. We were having a really sticky situation, and I just said, you know, we love each other, and I, I have faith in us. I think that we can work through this. And so I kind of modeled it. We just talked about modeling. And I think that's what, you know, part of the solution is, is that each of us, um, you know, with people, with social media, um, with friends, with our kids, with our spouses even, is we really have to practice uh, modeling the type of discretion that we want to experience. Except that doesn't guarantee that no. others will either learn it or follow it. They will see it and they may, for you know, a, a moment um, think about it. But I, I think there's so many fleeting instances of communication these days that discretion may not even come up. You know, they may just think yeah. you told me, so it's okay to talk. So I guess it's no big deal. If you didn't want to share it, you wouldn't have shared it. Lou, well, what do you I, think? Well, um, I'm sorry. I, I was going to ask um, whoever was the mom sending the great big long email. Did she type really quickly? It was Stephanie. <laughs> of course she typed quickly. She was, yeah. she did everything quickly. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's why, that's what I got. Is that she loved, she's like, okay, I'm just going to type this. Right <laughs> I'm just going to do this right now. Exactly. Yes, but don't we all know that you're supposed to wait 24 hours before you hit send? <laughs> yes, in, in, in the land of discretion. Ah, the land of discretion. I'm going to title this the land of discretion. I like That's that. Awesome. So, but let's, how about if we, you know, in this segment and then, you know, crossing over into the next one. Yeah. What are the things that you do to keep things um, discreet? Or if something is, you seem like something seems to be getting a little off balance. I always have an expression that I use. Um, I'm sorry, excuse me. Can you repeat that? Because I don't think I heard you correctly. That's what yeah, I do. I use something yeah. similar. 
And I like that. it's something that is just um, because when someone sees that something has, you know, someone's doing a polite pushback, yeah, they will often go, and it's always, always best to make sure someone else hears it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to have the type of conversation where someone could misinterpret something, make mm-hmm. sure that when you walk into their office, if that's where you're going to do it, have the door still remain open. Yes. Do not sit down. Address them. Have three points that you're making and make sure someone else can hear what you're saying. That way, if what you are saying and trying to deliver discreetly cannot be misconstrued. Beautiful. And, Go ahead, Angie. Yeah. I firmly agree. I, I had a situation where... Uh, a mother of a a child, um, they lost a child, and then that mother, for whatever reason, was very irrational at the time and was trying to control what happened with 40-some-odd other kids. And her mm-hmm. next child ended up in my group, and that girl wanted out of my group so bad, and I didn't know what was going on. And so I went in to talk with the girl to find out what was going on, and I made sure the secretary was there because I was at a complete loss as to what had been said to this child to make her feel the way that she felt. And that did help me. You know, it helped me understand. It helped that things could not be intentionally misconstrued either. Right. Yeah. And, and for me, what I do to keep things discreet, if, if need be, is I, I ask I'm really straightforward, and if I am sharing something personal with someone and I don't want them to share it with anyone else, I will, I will say, can you please not repeat this? This is between you and I, and, you know, I, I, I need that bond there. And so mm-hmm. by, by asking them very specifically, you know, what you, what you need from them. And then the second part is, um, is that I only, I, I only share uh, those things with like my innermost circle. I mean, I'm, you know, like, like I said, I I have very high level of confidentiality with all of my clients and don't repeat that. And it's really important, you know, if we, if we need to be discreet about something that we are really protecting that information uh, as much as possible with, you know, our innermost circle. I do Mm -hmm. something similar. I say, do I have your word that this will go no further? And there you go. And they've got to answer me before I say anything further. And it's obviously somebody I trust very well. There's a wonderful Mark Twain quote that says, never tell the truth to those not worthy of it. Mm. And yeah. it, it's a very good one. He, he He's had a way with words, that man. So mm-hmm. we are going on our second break. And we're going to continue talking about honesty and discretion and communications and discretion in other areas of life and business and we're going to continue our discussion and come back right after short messages but we are not done with this topic we'll be right back we're dynamic women talk radio and we'll return after these short messages heard about the Ring Video Doorbell app. 
It has a motion sensor that alerts your cell phone if someone is on your porch or rings a doorbell. All you have to do is tap your phone and you can see who is at your door and talk to them through a remote-mounted camera and speaker. My husband thought this would be a good idea to have for our home. However, I had no idea he had installed it while I was out of town. Imagine how confizzled I felt when I returned home, went to unlock the door, and suddenly heard my husband's voice calling at me from seemingly nowhere. He had installed a camera and speaker high up in a tree next to our front porch. Talk about being surprised and confused. What's another word for being confused? Flabbertubles. It's marching Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Sometimes we find ourselves at a place that seems impossible to find healthy snacks. It's always best to plan your eating so you can make sure you have the right choices. But sometimes that just doesn't happen. If you find yourself at a concert or sports stadium, eating at a deli is a good decision. You can find lean turkey, whole grain breads, and fresh vegetables. If you are on a road trip and have to find something to snack on at a gas station, look for fresh fruit, string cheese, whole grain cereal, or yogurt. At the movie theater, chocolate-covered raisins are a good pick. Movie popcorn is very high in calories, so if you must indulge, get the smallest size possible. If you find yourself with vending machines only, select nuts or sunflower seeds. No matter where you are, take the time to choose the healthiest snack possible. You'll be glad you did. I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back. On the break, we were talking among ourselves about honesty and the use of discretion. So, for example, there are discretionary expenses that you have in business, and you're constantly hearing about government officials who are misusing their, quote, expense accounts, uh, in, even in small companies. People can pad their expense accounts, and they think it's okay, uh, or they'll put on items and label them something different. And, and in a busy mm-hmm. life, you can really get away with that for quite some time. And in my former company, I was very black and white about, you know, I will cover all your expenses that are legitimate. But if I find that you have been padding them, uh, it's grounds for immediate dismissal because it was very black and white. Because if you cheat in the small things, you will cheat in larger things. And I've never found somebody who cuts corners once who doesn't do it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you seen this new show, uh, Living Biblically? It's I have a not. Com- it's, it's actually quite funny. And it's a comedy. And it's taking a man who's decided that he wants his best friend has died suddenly. And his wife has suddenly come home and said she's pregnant. And he's looking at his own mortality. And he just suddenly decides that he's going to live 100% by the Bible. So he goes to a Catholic church, which he hasn't graced the doors of in, in most of his life, and he says this to the priest. He says, I'm going to live 100% by the Bible. And, of course, <laughs> the priest does exactly what you did and cracked up laughing. <laughs> well, I think we all try, but that's not very easy to do. It's really hard. Yeah, yeah, but what's funny about this show is they did one particular episode on um, how people steal uh, things and don't think that it's stealing. Like right. when you work stealing office supplies, the entire coffee, episode, coffee pods, 
Yeah. Yes. It was mm-hmm. all about that and how people do it as just a, it's an expectation of it's just nobody's nobody cares. And what do you do when that is how they've been? Maybe they've been raised. Maybe they've seen their parents, right. you know, take things and come home with staplers. And you're like, what? <laughs> well, office supplies is a big one. I had an employee once who was printing out his book on company time on the printer. <gasps> and I happened wow. to walk up to the printer. And I it was and I'm, I'm talking like a ream of paper. Oh, my. And God. I said, wow. what is this? Because, you know, I'm not going to hang the noose. The noose is already around his neck. I'm not going to pull tight just yet. And it was my book. And I said, okay, and is there a reason? If you'd asked me permission, I would have said, sure, go ahead. But these are office hours. Why did you think this was okay? Because I work really hard and I'm on a break. See? It's it's that entitlement thing. Yes, it was. Uh Well, you know, I I think when we look at if we try and resolve something, whether it's a dating relationship, whether it's a marriage, the discretion, I think what we have, what people will look at is resolution, whether it's with a private person or a public person. And I think there actually are kind of different levels of the spotlights on you a little more when you're public. Mm-hmm. It has to be important enough. And yes. I, you know, there's just certain things that, I worked at 20th Century Fox, and I remember going for lunch one day with uh, a colleague, and he said, just a minute, I have to go to my car. And I said, okay. So, you know, we walked where, you know, we were going. And out of his briefcase, out of his backpack, he pulls out three reams of paper, two boxes of pens, oh, all no. the stuff that he'd stolen at the office supplies. Oh. I said, what are you doing? And he said, well, he said, I'm just, you know, getting stuff ready for my home office. I said, you realize, oh. of course, that someone had to pay for that? Right. And wow. that was the last time I ever had lunch with him. Yeah, well, they don't good for you. Out. Good on you. Yeah. yeah. It's just, no, hey, I don't have any love loss for, you know, the people at 20th Century Fox. Thank you. No. But I did think that, oh, here's the other thing. He wanted to go into law school. <laughs> yeah, that does not surprise me, sadly no, enough. But you know, did you? And speaking of the living biblically, I don't know if that was if that was you, Angie. Yeah, it's now, a. It's have a, you ever seen the um, the wall or whatever it was with Martin Sheen? And there's a segment where there's a woman who is adamant that everyone has to, you know, do everything according to the Bible. And he comes back with this stuff. It is fabulous. Just no, I haven't. What, what did you say that was called? Um, what was the the West Wing? Oh, I'm West. Oh, I love that. Yeah, West Wing, and Martin Sheen is president. I love and that show. She's the one who is telling people that you know she's the good Christian and everything. And he goes, he goes. So let me ask you something, you know, Miss So and So or whatever. Okay. And then he goes into living by the Bible. Absolutely, <laughs> it's, and it's very funny. But There's it, a lot it, of hypocrisy uh, everywhere these days, it yeah. seems. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter whether you're a religious person, whether you're a not religious person, yes. you're a politician, or you're not a politician. It's It seems like the thing to do. But I've found in resolving these things, if I ask the question, is that the way you made, meant to say it? Or what did you hear me say? 
you know, and sometimes people can see you. So say this fellow was setting up a home office and that home office was not only condoned, but required by his work. You may see him putting those things in the car, but all of a sudden the perspective changes because mm -hmm. it was a requirement of his work. So that would be then on him to say to you, this is a requirement and this is what they've told me to take home. Now, that's right. a whole different ball game, right? Correct. But Correct. That's, that's that two-way communication, which works if we're talking to people either on the phone or in person, but mm -hmm. is not easy to do if you're emailing or texting Right. or, or um, any of these other digital means of communication, which leaves so much open to tone and intent. It's tough. Look at, the, look at the photography that's showing up on social media and being interpreted one way when it might be something completely innocent. You know, right. it, it's really the equivalent of gossip, but it is damaging. So if somebody, there's, there's the point of discretion right there. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Somebody takes a photo of it and puts a different spin on it. Yeah, and that happens all the time. Yeah. And you know what I, I think is important, too, is like, it, you know, in this day and age, we have to constantly check in because, you know, just like you ladies are saying, uh, you know, in regards to trying to live a life in a certain way, you know, everything that we do is based on interpretation, Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's these default assumptions that we all think the same way and, and, and behave the same way and that we know right from wrong and we know when to be discreet and when not to be discreet. And I just I don't think that's true. Um, that has not been my experience, unfortunately. So checking in with people um, and asking people it, this works for me is asking them, you know, does this work for you? Uh, mm -hmm. it, you know, does this feel right for you? Or, um, you know, what do you, did you understand? Mean? Do you understand? Or, or what did you mean by that? Right. You know, that's another great question. You know, did, is, is it, what did you mean by that? And allowing someone to explain because, you know, just like I think Lou was saying earlier, when someone has to take the time to explain what they just said, um, they might rethink it. Mm -hmm. Right. They might they might mm -hmm. go, okay, oh, wow, I didn't mean to say that. That just came out in that, you know, the blurting, like when my mom was typing out the email really quick and that just you threw it out there. And so I think it allows someone to kind of review very quickly, um, you know, something that they may not have wanted to say or they might want to have said differently. Right. right. Well, and everybody is so distracted these days. I mean, it, it's very rare to talk to someone who doesn't have a phone in one hand, a beverage yep. in another, or they're driving the car and they're talking to you while they're doing something else. And so distraction can be an inadvertent means of being indiscreet yep. when you didn't intend it. So you're right. Asking those questions and the check-in might help, but it, it's a it's a tough time. I, I have another quote for you. This one says, nothing is more dangerous than a friend without discretion. Even a prudent enemy is preferable. Well, yeah. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah, yeah frenemies. Right. Yeah. Wow. Jean de La Fontaine. Yeah, I, th I thought that was a very interesting quote. But I do think that we are responsible too. So where is the yeah. responsibility for us? If someone doesn't understand something that you said was to be kept between you, Where's your responsibility and what do you need to do to try and rectify that situation, resolve that situation? Because I think 
communication is always responsible on both sides. So what did I not say that made you feel that was okay to share with other people? Lou? Well, I, you know, when I think about discretion, I actually think of, it sort of walks hand in hand with manners. Mm-hmm. And manners are truly about making someone feel comfortable or making them feel included. Um, it's, you know, the, the etiquette part of it is another thing altogether. But discretion for me is also that same thing. So when something has happened, um, I'll just use uh, my boyfriend today was going to show a building. He manages a number of properties. And this woman walked in. She was on the phone the entire time. He had to drive 45 minutes to show. He's on, she was on the phone the entire time. She didn't say hi. She, didn't, she just like pointed to the phone like, I'm on the phone. Walked, didn't, didn't address him at all. Walked around, the, and it was a huge, big place. And then she walked, got to the door and just went like this. I need more room. Not thank you, not nothing. Ew. Yeah, I mean, it was, unfortunately, there's certain groups of people in this city who do behave like that. Mm. But, you know, he chose to look at it from the standpoint of, okay, she was really poor manners, but that's what she's been cultured with. And sometimes I have found that because I am, you know, Anglo-Saxon female, certain groups do not want to talk to me in a respectful and discreet way. They will address things um, coarsely. They will do things. And I think the only thing we can do is stand on our own two feet Mm -hmm. and be a walking example of this. I agree, Lou. And, and, you know, we, I have been told when I've spoken out about certain things, like I, you know, had a discretion issue with a friend I remember and uh, I called her on it, and she said to me, well, you're just too sensitive. Ugh. You know, oh, this is a- your problem. And I remember just being like, wow, uh, I don't think I can continue the relationship with this person because this is really a, a value issue. I mean, she and I apparently have different values. Apparently so. I'm sorry we have to go on our final break of the show, but we'll be right back after these messages. We're talking with Dynamic Women Talk Radio guests and an amazing show on discretion today. We'll be right back. We're Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. interesting facts about people. If someone is lying to you, they tend to look up and to the left. A mythomane is a person who believes something is true when it isn't. You share your birthday with at least 9 million other people in the world. And 6.5 million people in the world have never seen or used a telephone. Boy, that would sure simplify life. What's a word that means yearning for the good old days? Hesternopothea. People with blue eyes are better able to see in the dark. In a lifetime, an average person walks a distance of five times around the earth. Women from Senegal spend 17 hours a week collecting water. Hmm, maybe I don't yearn for the good old days after all. It's I'm 
Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. time your parents or grandparents complain about walking to school uphill both ways, you can tell them about a village in China where getting to school is a real adventure. In the mountainous Sichuan province, children have to get to school from their tiny village of Atular by rappelling, abseiling, and clambering down a 2,500-foot cliff. Using ropes and bamboo ladders to scale this one-half-mile-high brook the journey is so difficult that the school children, ages 6 to 15, only return home every two weeks. What's the word for the fear of heights? Hypsophobia. A new set of steel stairs is now being considered to help make the journey to school safer. By the way, a rock is a hill so steep it hurts the stomach of anyone who tries to climb it. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app Too Funny for Words. Welcome back. We are going to take our discussion about indiscretion right to our family members and close friends because somehow for me it feels more personal, more a betrayal when someone in your family or in your close friend's circle takes information that you've very clearly marketed as private and discreet and not to be shared and when that happens it hurts more. At least it does to me. So mm-hmm. how do you all feel when someone was less than discreet with your trusted information that you consider family or very close friends? Jump in. <laughs> sure. Lou. Um, I can use a couple of examples of where information that I had shared with someone and who the person who was indiscreet or you sort of violated the discretion mm-hmm. barrier happened to be the media and it happened uh, to, to itself. Uh, what it was is an article that was in um the best of in la oh jeez it was the la weekly oh my goodness said, this is good <laughs> I said, you've obviously been I, away from this for long enough that it feels good well, I mean, it's funny, good. I mean, but I mean, it's so bad, it's good. <laughs> and I said to them, "Look, I do not use the term blowjob ever, because blowing is not involved. Let's be clear." <laughs> and I said, "I love a, you, Lou." <laughs> in addition to which, the term that I have used in every one of my books is oral. Well, what did they do? They took me, my seminars, a picture of me, and they put in their queen of the blowjobs. Oh. And this was after. Sorry, that is so bad, it's laughable. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Someone said, oh, my God, I'd love to be called that. I said, no, you wouldn't. It's derogatory. What about the no media? You know, it's like all media is good media, right? Right. Oh, that is such crap. I mean, I, that, that's, I'm going to throw a stick of dynamite the next person who says that one. Yeah. But, and here's what I think. You know, Linda, you were talking about your sister, mm-hmm. and bottom line was she thought she knew better. That's what that was. It's a respect issue, too, I think. Um, and, and, yeah. and that's what they did. The yeah. LA 
they thought they knew better. Well, and, and she didn't mean harm by it at all. And we're referring to something we talked to on the break. And and the funny part is, though, you, you then have to be more careful in what you share. And, and I find that a sad sort of state of affairs when you do that. But the media, Lou, how could you possibly have prevented that? Um, there wasn't a thing I could have done. I mean, I immediately was on the phone and, you know, just, and they were like, well, the, it was the editor. I said, the editor did not have permission, specifically did not have permission. Mm, wow. Now, did I want to go? I mean, oh, it was dear. so infuriating. But the other thing, you know, with family members, I had the same edit button, particularly with one of my sisters, mm. who I never know what is going to set her off. So I just don't. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm happy that way. When in doubt, leave it out. Right. Yep. Well, yeah. there's, there's times when you get to the point with someone in family that there's no trust at all. And it's so sad, but you have to choose to do a hands-off policy. And people think, why in the world would you do that? But the reality happens when that person is unable to be trustworthy with you. They're uh -huh. unable to treat you with respect and courtesy, and they regularly demean you or attack you or harm you privately and in front of your children and publicly. You know, you have to say, I choose to not be around that person. And that is a level of discretion. Mm -hmm. Yes. Those, you know, and if your family, what we have going on now in the news is uh, Meghan Markle getting married to Prince Harry. Mm -hmm. And, right. you know, she has a half-sister who is less than discreet. Oh, she my has, goodness me. That's a nice <laughs> right. way to put it, right? <laughs> and the, mm -hmm. the disrespect being done there, you can see the jealousy. Mm -hmm. You can see the need for attention. Yeah. And the problem is that you can't control those other people. But I applaud the choice of giving yourself distance from that person. Yeah, I, I, I do as well. This is Stephanie. And uh, I think what you're talking about is so important because, um, you know, it can be like trying to bang your head against a brick wall. I mean, some relationships just there's nothing there. And like you said, if people are being, you know, abused you know, psychologically, emotionally, uh, if there's no trust, if there's no respect, then there's no relationship. Correct. I, I think mean, it's the yeah. yeah. So it's the really relationship. So sorry. Go ahead. So the relationship is not there, and obviously you can't do something with, you know, something that's not there. And so, you know, then I guess you get to a point where you would just say, well, I guess this is what's happening right now. And, you know, I wish you well. I wish you the best. You mm -hmm. know, I, and um, I, I have had personal experience like that um, with siblings and uh, actually with a sibling. And it was just, you know, we had to wish each other well. We really did because uh, he was in a lot of pain and, and emotional turmoil and it was just it was really ugly, and I got to a point where I just said, you know what, this, it's not worth it, you know, blood or no blood, and uh, I just, I, I'm unwilling to be treated like this by anyone. Why Why would I be treated like this by somebody who's related by blood? I, you know, it doesn't exactly. make sense. Exactly. Now, I think there's one kind of indiscretion that we all understand, so I'm going to throw it in here for a little bit lighter note, 
And Lou, you have a bow you owe me. Um, <laughs> inside joke. Um, and, and that would be youthful indiscretions. I think sometimes kids, young, young people, young adults even, do things that are indiscreet, that are embarrassing to both them and family and or friends or the situation itself. And they simply didn't know any better. At the time, it just seemed like a funny thing to do. And I think we tend to forgive those a lot more because they are young and foolish. But if they do it when they're older, not so much. What do you think? They might actually uh, know better, but they don't think it's going to catch up to them because of that indestructible thought process. Oh, it won't matter. Nobody will care about this later. And what do we see? We see it mattering when an employer goes and searches online. We see it mattering. Mm, That's a good uh, point public figure in one way or another and those things come back and the problem is that you have deep deep regrets but no one will forgive the indiscretion and yet who's going to throw the first stone right well someone behind an anonymous screen Uh, yes twitter account and think that they're so you know blazingly smart and in all actuality all that does is that is you know, negative thoughts begat more negative thoughts. And all it does True. is get into a complete little swirl pool. Yeah. Down it goes. But, mm-hmm. I mean, when we look at discretion, yes, there are youthful indiscretions. But there's also older indiscretions. Yes, and right. There are times when someone is coming out of whether they've just had a tremendous amount of stress. I see indiscretions often when people have gone through a very stressful thing or they are trying to hold on to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, now <laughs> every indiscretion is captured, you know, acuity. It didn't right. used to be. I love Lionel Richie's comedy says, oh, thank God there wasn't social media back when I was around. <laughs> <laughs> he said, my life would have been a disaster. Wow. But a lot of the people, that's what, you know, they have that comment about it and yeah. here's the other thing the moment that something happens now and I say to people look read the app application mm-hmm. read what the app can take from you all your phone everything your contacts everything and thank you very much Mark Zuckerberg uh-huh. um, but yeah. here's, and I tell people look if you are taking nude selfies with your phone just know it's going to be showing up somewhere and mm-hmm. Don't try, and and I said, I'm telling you, after years of speaking to people about the reaction and what happens, they never expect it's going to do what it did. Never. And there's now, I mean, talk about indiscretion. There's a website that finally got shut down, and these guys got sued, should have been. And it was, in essence, a revenge site for an ex. And they would tell them, go to a porn site, put a picture up there, go here, send her drugs to her. A kid just got jailed for doing (sighs) Mm. That you know, that what life is now gone. He is right. now a convicted felon in federal prison. Mm. And you know, I think when I think of discretion, I think of it as being kind. Mm-hmm. To me, discretion is kind. I like that. And mm-hmm. you know, it's a way that you of how you speak to someone, of how you react to someone. And how you think, because what comes out of your mouth is invariably sometimes that little and it just pops out. 
I, I try and do the, the five second delay when I'm <laughs> Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> but what are your things that you do to keep your to keep discretion? And would you what word would you associate with it? You know, for I'm, me, go ahead, Angie. Oh, I, I start with the most basic level, and that's that when I'm on social media, I do not post my address, the color of my car. I don't take a picture of something that would give a location. If I'm traveling, I make sure that somebody knows that there's someone at my house. So that, it, you know, these are just simple, simple, basic starting places. And when you start there, when you think about don't take a picture of your house and show your address. Don't pick it, take a picture of you standing in front of your car that shows your license plate. You know, when you start there, it gives you the sense of, OK, watch out. This is a layering effect. Right. Yeah. And for me, there's there's three things. Number one, be mindful as often as possible. Be present and mindful about what you're saying. Number two, do not assume. Don't ever assume. It's dangerous. Always, always ask. And, you know, that was my third thing is just asking someone. If you're not sure, do not take it for granted and, and ask. Ladies, right. thank you for such a fantastic conversation. And we're going to end this with a Shakespeare quote. Love all, trust a few, do wrong to none. And that's our discussion today on indiscretion and discretion. And we're very glad that you have joined us. We're Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we'll be back next week with more amazing guests and topics. Thank you for tuning in today to Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and join us each week. You can find more shows on dynamicwomentalkradio.com.